It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, a very good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN 927. The many country relays our social media as well. You're with Andrew Hughes in just a moment to the HRV studios. On the outside, uh, Majita getting its nose in front, and Majita wins it. Emma Stewart, seven for the night, beats final piece, who tried valiantly to upset the party. Yes, what a night for the Emma Stewart stable. Michael Howard and uh, Toby McKinnon are there in the HRV studios. How are you this morning? Yeah, doing fantastic. Thanks, Andrew. What a historic night we did have at uh, Bendigo on Tuesday night, Toby, to kick off for the Alabar Farms Vic Bread Super Series, the two-year-old boys and the girls, and uh, GDM is short stable, put on the clinic. Oh, well, seven winners from the night. It was a clean sweep of all the heats, and she only had nine runners. It wasn't like she had 20 horses there. To get seven winners out of nine runners is just outstanding. Absolutely. To put some historical context around it, if we look Australia-wide, the history of harness racing, Emma and only Shane Cramp have won eight in one meeting before. This is the second time Emma's won seven. Only three other trainers have ever won seven um, in in one night. So just an extraordinary performance. It certainly was. And Emma Stewart joins us, uh, guys, on One Out, One Back. She's there now. Congratulations, Emma. You you must be in a bit of a glow. I know that you enjoy Vic Bread Super Series time, and uh, it's really kicked off really well for you guys. Yeah, it has. It's sort of... Our favourite time of year. The weather isn't great, but um, you know we really love this carnival, and we sort of we love supporting the Vic Bread horses. And it's um, it's definitely a carnival that we target and try to have sort of our best horses up and about for. I thought the uh, weather on Tuesday night, Emma, was not too bad. It was a balmy two degrees. I felt like um, <laughs> uh, now. It's such an amazing night. I don't think we can go through every run and we'd be here all morning. But um, I did I did notice um, in Mahita and Artemis' race, you had four or five staff there and one of them was despondent and the other one was ecstatic. Um, can you tell us a bit about how that comes about? <laughs> well, all the girls sort of have their favourites and um, Majita is one of the girls' uh, all-time favourites and uh, we actually thought Artemis would, would win so that... Another one of the girls is a bit upset, so they take it to heart a little bit, but that's what makes it all the more special because they actually really care about the horses. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you reflect on something like that? To win seven runners in the night, to know historically it's rarely ever been done and the only ones who have done it are the giants of the game. How does that sit with you? Yeah, it's a pretty good feeling. You sort of don't really think about that on the night. You just sort of go there to get the job done for the for the owners and the horses and you always go there thinking that you've got to a pretty good hand, but to think that you could win seven, you probably don't think you can. So, um, yeah, it's probably something you reflect on later, but it's sort of, um, we go there and we try to get the job done, and um, last night it just happened. So you took nine to the heats on Tuesday night. You take the same nine horses to the semis. Is your goal to then just qualify all nine? Is that what your goal would be, semi-final night, just with the two-year-olds? Yeah, definitely, and I think, you know, depending on how they split the semis because they've changed all that around again this year. You know, I don't know whether that would be possible, but hopefully, um, you know, it's possible and we can get them all through, you know, to give the owners their their fair shot at winning a, a Group 1. And I guess when we talk about the chance to reflect, you probably don't have much chance to do that, of course, because at Kilmore tonight, it's another massive night with the three-year-old boys and fillies, and then it rolls on to Ballarat Friday night. How busy is the stable? What does the stable look like at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty busy. Like, we always sort of have the same numbers um, in work most of the season. So uh, 
we're used to racing in the size and the breeders' crown this time of year and, and being and being pretty busy. So everyone's sort of used to it and they all sort of get in and, and get the job done. But it's a pretty good vibe around the stables at the moment. And Saturday night, Emma, just away from Vic Bread for a moment, the uh, Richmond Lass, the Group 3 Mares race, you've got a, a, an amazingly strong hand with Tell Me Tales and Berisari in the race. Can you tell us how the horses pulled up from their last run and what you expect on Saturday night? They both pulled up terrific, actually. They both had torrid runs and, mm. and rad super races. So, um, you know, we're expecting them to, to run big races again this week and, um, you know, we really can't fault the work of either of them. It'll, it'll almost be a Chris Elford, Greg Sugar's drive-off on the night and the best drive will, it will undoubtedly uh, finish very close to winning that race. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and just to get a, a last word on your two-year-olds, of course, when, when you sort of reflect on how they performed last night, is there a, a filly and a cold or, or gelding that have moved ahead, you think, in the Vic Bread Super Series for this year who might have become most favoured? Um, probably not. I've always really liked Margita and I've always had a, a big opinion of Amelia Rose and um, for her to get the job done last night without trialling and coming off a throat up was terrific for her and um, I really I really think those two um, are really good fillies but that's not taking anything away from Treasure and Gemstone because they're lovely fillies as well. So I don't think any of the fillies have sort of jumped out. Um, I think they're all sort of doing what I thought they would. The Colts, um, Miragon stepped it up again last night. I probably didn't think he could sit outside them and, and run those sort of times. So uh, I think he definitely um, put his hand up as an improver last night. And Beale Street looks like one that's just going to get that cult following before long. He's such a, a massive unit. He is a big boy. He's my favourite. He's my breeder's crown tip because I think he'll just get um, better and better as he keeps racing. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's one big boy and he's just starting to learn what it's all about. And just last one for me, Kilmore, as you mentioned, there's been a change in the way that the draws are done to a random barrier draw. We've got one particularly competitive heat, which um, sees Centenario, Hurricane Harley, Demon Delight, all in race six. Not ideal for you guys, but I guess we get to enjoy these three horses and a couple of other really good horses, particularly for Keith Cotchin going head-to-head. How do you look ahead to, to that race? Well, I'm not really looking forward to it. I'd rather sort of <laughs> keep those sort of races for the final. And, you know, I think they really have to look at um, how they sort of divide these heats up because it's really it's not really serving a purpose of having the best horses in the in the best final in the best race the final night so um it's a little bit disappointing and you know we've just got to hope that they're they're good enough and um can all get through to the semis absolutely well plenty of wins ahead no doubt anyway emma and congratulations again on a great night at bendigo no worries thank you very much emma stewart joining us there on one out one back shortly kima freming will join us on the program but uh, back to Michael and Toby in the HRV studios. Yeah, well, Toby, this gives us a little opportunity maybe just to reflect on uh, Tuesday night's racing at Bendigo and what really caught our eye. I'm going to pick out Beale Street as the one, and Emma certainly mentioned that we, she expects this one to keep going. It's a Loriston bloodstock bred Art Major horse. And quite interesting, we saw Art Major win four of the races. Art Major sired horses win four of the races. Of course, it's, it is sponsored by Alabar Farms, who stands Art Major. And just interesting to see the differences in the Art Major horses in size. There was not necessarily consistent across. They should have come out in all shapes and sizes, but many of them are very quick. They they do historically get up and going as two-year-olds, the Art Majors. And Beale Street, he's just, he just doesn't look like he's running fast. It must be because he gets across the ground so well because he's such a big horse. But uh, just feels like he'll just keep going and going and going you know there's so much technicality with keeping the horses right so when, when there's such little between at 
the top level horses. They have to be 100% of the night. I did think um, your Jolly Hammer went quite well for uh, Michael Stanley. I did speak to him uh, on the night on Tuesday night. He thought the horse really needed the run, uh, he, and it'll do it'll do well out of that run and going to a semi final. He expects it to go much better. It did run fourth, so on paper it, it was probably a little bit disappointing. But I'd be looking at it already in the semi finals as a horse for a little bit of value for the punters. And there were a few good stories from other stables, wasn't there? I thought the Tiger Army box done pretty well for Laura Crossland. We're going to talk to Greg Sugars uh, soon, and he'll no doubt touch on Vouchers, who was a really impressive second behind Amelia Rose. And just other stories. Tim McGuigan was ecstatic with a horse called Shamrock, who ran third. It was beaten uh, 19.1 metres, and he said to me after the race, I'm in a semi-final, I'm a chance of making my first Group 1, and that's what it's about. He's just trying to get a horse into the Group 1. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. And Michael and Toby, we have uh, Kima Freming now on the line to uh, have a chat to us on One Out, One Back. She's, She's there now. Yeah, good morning, Kima. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, of course, we're reflecting back on such a great start to the Vic Bread Super Series. Good morning, guys. Yeah, it's um, very exciting to be uh, even a small part of it. Well, of course, pandering was uh, it was your drive in the first and a really impressive performance. Was able to w- do a bit of work early, I guess, to find the front ahead of the Tiger Army. But from there, it was, was all in your hands. How do you reflect on the win? Oh, yeah, he was super. He... Um like I said yesterday, every time I drive him, he just keeps improving and he feels a lot sharper every single time he goes around. And uh, he did that really easy yesterday and I didn't even have to pull the plug. So I was uh, really happy with him. You've, you've created a bit of an affinity with Emma Stewart, Kimmer. You went to South Australia and drove winners there for including pandering. How has that come about? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> I don't know how it uh, how it all started, but I'm very uh, very very grateful for her support. And um, you know, it's 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 easy winning races when you get to drive good horses like that. And um, and yeah, I just hope I can uh, I can keep um, keep going for her. Well, it's good to hear from others, too, who are involved and not involved in the stable, and you're sort of both because obviously you do a lot of work with David Aiken as well. And So how do you reflect on a stable putting together seven winners on a special night like the Alabar Farms Vic Bread Super Series? No, it's, it's unreal, and it just proves how, how hard they work and, you know, how dedicated they are. And, you know, all credit to them because their horses, every time you drive them and every time you see them, they look... Just look great and feel great. So, yeah, it's a massive achievement. Well, of course, you drove two for Emma Stewart at, uh, at Bendigo on Tuesday night, also are the Media, where you also found the front and probably just tired maybe a bit in the last 100 metres. How, how did you see that performance? I, I was happy with her. She just, it was the first time sort of stepping up in distance and, and first time she sort of had to work a little bit out of the gate. So um, I, I was happy with her and... and um, They'll have a right for the for the semis, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't too worried. Now, tonight at uh, Kilmore, Kima, there's a, a gentleman, you might remember him, David Aiken. You've got a drive for him on a horse called Malcolm's Rhythm. I'm going to pick out. You've got a few drives tonight, but uh, Malcolm's Rhythm you've got in uh, race five, number four. Very consistent horse. Uh, how do you see he will go tonight? Oh, um, I couldn't be happier with him coming into tonight's race. And he... Um He's just come back a completely different horse. He was really laid back um, last prep and, you know, just sort of was still figuring out, racing really well, but was still figuring out how <laughs> this whole thing was working out. And now he's just 
just um, it just seems like he's switched onto a proper racehorse, you know, and he's um, I'm very excited about him. And of course, the Vic Bread Super Series then continues on to Friday night at Ballarat, and you've got another good one for Team Aiken in higher than an eagle, who seems to just keep getting better. Yeah, he, he really does, and he's another one that's sort of come back really good as well. He um, won the Stampede, and then we gave him a little break, and he sort of, he's just, it feels like he's grown up a bit. He was um, a bit revvy and, and um, just could get pulling pretty bad, but it just seems like he's settled really nicely now, and, and um, yeah, just um, come back real good. I assume that's the horse you're talking about, not David. Um, and Saturday yeah. night, and Saturday night will be another busy night. There'll be horse, team aching horses in Sydney and team aching horses in Melton. You've got a drive on Audi Hare in the VHRSC Pace. Uh, drawn tricky in Barrier Six, but does have extreme gate speed. Can you give us a tip as to whether you'll be uh, going forward or going back, and how Audi Hare might perform Saturday night? Uh, yeah, I'm actually suspended Saturday night. It just hasn't been uh, hasn't been changed yet. Um, but um, he will go. He will go really good. I was happy with him. He had to work hard to get to the front the other night, and then just got inconvenienced behind tiring horses. But I was ha- really happy with him. And yeah, he's got that gate speed to his advantage. And, and the same thing with him. He used to be pretty revvy and um, didn't really settle in the run. But he's he's grown up as well, and he um, you can drive him whichever way you want him to be driven now. So, um, yeah, uh, he'll go good. Well, pass on to David. I'm available for the steer, so uh, I'll just make well, I'll be available all Saturday night. I'm happy to have a go. Just before we I'll let you go, <laughs> sorry, Kima. Just before we let you go, just love to get a word on Big Jack Hammer, who returned last Saturday at Tabcourt Park, Melton, and um, didn't get it easy and ended up, uh, I think, running into fifth. What do you see ahead for him? Oh, he was. Uh, he's been trialing and working really, really well. And that was probably. Um, yeah, not the run I wanted to give him on, on Saturday night. I, I still thought he'd battle on good, against good horses. And um, he'll, um, he's, he's pulled up really well and he'll, he'll go good um, when, he, when he races next. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us. And, yeah, all the best as the Vic Bread Super Series continues. Thank you very much for that. Toby, Great. I think Kima thought you were serious then. Oh, I don't think so. I've got a bit of a running joke that Chris Alford and myself have driven 99 Group 1 winners, so um, which means he's contributed 99 of them. And I get a feeling he might have 100 just around the corner, perhaps. Yeah, oh, 100 is looming in the next couple of weeks, I believe. It could be a big night on Vic Bread Night. I do think we need to get T-shirts made that uh, Chris Alford and myself have driven 100 Group 1 winners, as so they'll be lining up to buy one. Yeah, I'm sure we'll sell at least one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. And it was great to hear from Kima, of course. She's, um, she's doing a great, such a great job in the sulky, of course. We've talked about that a lot. But she also does a great job sharing the information, I suppose, about how her horses are running, which is always good to tune into. Oh, she's come a long way since coming to Australia. She started off in a concession driver series that we'll talk a bit more later. She drove six winners from in that concession driver series. It really got her going. She branched out in other stables throughout that series. Uh, she's just gone from strength to strength. She drives for David Aiken. She's in South Australia driving for Emma Stewart. She's Tuesday night driving for Emma Stewart. She's just blossomed. And she's, she's helping internationalise our support.
Yeah, and I guess it's, the opportunity she's getting with Emma is also, I guess, a bit of an example of how they are using a lot of the lighter weight drivers and they're sort of in some ways benefiting from that. We've seen Amanda Turnbull have a couple of steers for them last night as well as and Greg Sugars and Chris Alford, these sort of things. So they, they go to the nth degree, don't they? They look at all their different options. They'll find out the right driver for the right horse and they put them in there and they hope to carry them through the series. And it's great to see actually so many drivers as well as so many different owners all get some joy out of that Emma Short seven wins. Yeah, ter- terrific. And and I think Emma has done that this year where she is just, th- this driver will drive this horse if it makes the final. So she's running them through the heat semis and finals, which makes perfect sense when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, one thing she did touch on was the changes to the barrier draws, Toby. I'm not sure we haven't necessarily pre-scripted this one, but it was an interesting change. So essentially they've gone from uh, the previous where you might separate certain owners and certain um, horses so they don't sort of clash. Now it's gone to a truly random draw across the whole of the program. Personally, I know Emma doesn't like it. Personally, I do. I think the truly random nature is sort of how something like Vic Bread should be run. Have you got an opinion? Oh, I don't have an opinion on it, but uh, she did win seven uh, heats on Tuesday night out of n- with nine runners, so um, it hasn't turned out too bad for her on that occasion. Uh, so there'll be swings and roundabouts with everything in life, so uh, it worked out Tuesday night. Perhaps Thursday night it hasn't worked out perfectly for her with uh, Hurricane Harley Centenario and Demon Delight all in the one race against Watchlist, uh, but only the best four will get through. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. And uh, this is for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN. And, uh, guys, just a slight change in our running order with uh, Taylor Pratt about to join us because um, she has a great uh, bloodline through her family and it's an exciting part of the industry, this um, Bendigo Harness Racing Training Centre. And uh, Taylor Pratt's on the line now, uh, Toby and Mike. Good morning, Taylor. How are you? Yeah, good morning. I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, very good. So uh, the Bendigo Harness Racing Training Centre and Trots Clubs Victoria uh, sponsor a race series of 24 races across throughout the year for drivers that have driven 25 or less races. Every trainer that enters a horse in that race went into a random barrier drawer on Tuesday night at Bendigo and we drew a name out by uh, a name of Keith Pratt who is your grandfather, Taylor, and he'll be receiving a $2,000 cash check. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that is exciting, isn't it? Now, can you tell us a little bit about Keith? Keith, uh, I believe, is 82 years of age and your grandfather. He's been in the sport a long time. Yeah, he certainly has been. He's um, done a lot for the industry. He was a clerk of the course for oh, 52, I think. And, yeah, he just continues to train a small team and, yeah, he enjoys it, that's for sure. How important is it for you, a young driver coming up through the ranks like yourself to be able to get these opportunities through this concession driver's racing? Oh, it's a fantastic opportunity. Like, it's just trainers are willing to put kids on, which is not just me, but there's a whole uh, contingency group that do really well. And it's um, very beneficial that these trainers provide us this opportunity. And pretty exciting to be racing, of course, on Vic Bread Super Series Heat Night, of course. There's stars all over the track, and uh, in race nine, all you guys step out and, and have your crack at it. Yeah, that's it. You're a bit starstruck sometimes. Like, it's um, not not many sports you can be a junior and uh, duke it out with the professionals of the sport, which is, um, yeah, pretty rewarding in that 
respect. Uh, Keith had a really good horse about 10 years ago called Arrogant L. Is he still in the front paddock there? Yeah, he's still in the paddock. He's pretty fat, so I um, no, he's a very good pet to us now. And, yeah, he holds a good memory here. And the road you live on is Pratt's Park Road, so the family must be entrenched in Norton. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. So Dad's only around the corner, and um, it's really a stone's throw away from everyone. So yeah, good. Yeah, brilliant. So what's in your path, Taylor? What are your hopes and dreams as we sort of work through your harness racing career? Um, I'll probably more just be a hobby uh, driver or trainer. Um, we'll just see how we go. Just nearly finished my degree of teaching so that's pretty exciting but um, I'll always sort of still be uh, around It's in the blood Yeah, that's it. You can't take me out of it (laughs) (laughs) It's really a great family sport and I've just got this picture of you going off to the trots with your grandfather and spending a wonderful day each afternoon. You might be going to Maryborough for example and loading the float up with your grandfather and you chortle on off to the trots and have a lovely afternoon at the trots. You ran in the race where you, you raced this year with the horse playing the ace. You ran sixth in the race. Um, you were probably disappointed on the day, but uh, it's flowed into a $2,000 cold hard cash prize. So congratulations yeah. to you. Congratulations to Keith. And uh, may more memories be made between you and your family. Yeah, thank you very much. And how fantastic is it, this Concession Drivers Series? Of course, you mentioned Kima before, but we've seen this has really been a great grounding for a lot of drivers. It has been. There's um, a lot of come through it. So this year, uh, Paddy Lee's driven four winners in it. Um, Marika Erickson's driven four winners in it. Uh, might be the only four winners she's had sort of thing, and it really can kick-start them off. Shannon O'Sullivan and uh, Greg Sugars have had a bit of an affinity together. They've combined for three winners this year. Um, and, and it was a br- last on Tuesday night... Um, Shannon O'Sullivan won on Lady Rock and Roller and it was an outstanding drive. The horse jumped the shadow in the first lap when she was in front. She had an opportunity then to work back forward but instead she restrained the horse into the running line and got behind another horse so it didn't see the shadow on the next lap and then she eventually won the race and it was some hard in, hard in the mouth type stuff for Greg Sugars who was watching. He's only standing a few metres from me and you could see he was so tense and I think he was more concerned about the welfare of, of the driver and the horse than anything. Yeah, no doubt. Well, no doubt maybe Shannon calling on all that experience of, uh, of course, her dad, Jim, who one of the, the greats of the sport. And that's one of the good things we're also seeing. Like, of course, Jackie Barker come through this as well. And she's the family spirit. We just heard from Taylor Pratt as well. It's a chance for this family tradition, really, the continuum for these guys to get a start in the game. Well, actually, I spoke to Shannon afterwards and she explained that uh, she saw that happen to another senior driver. She approached that senior driver about what happened and he said the best thing you can do is try and get on the back of another one before the next lap. And she drew on that little bit of experience. She sought that information out and then she used it. So it's a great example of how our senior drivers assist our junior drivers throughout these, these series and events and through their careers. Fantastic, of course. And, of course, having its name pinned with this is the Harness Racing Training Centre up in Bendigo, which um, they do a great job there in educating, as they do out of Gippsland with the centre out there. We're, we're very fortunate to have those two centres doing so well. It's bringing that next generation through, not just drivers, of course, but stable hands and the next bunch of uh, Emma Stewart's, I suppose. Yeah, um, Michelle Phillips came through the mm. Bendigo School, um, and I know David Aiken just employed a young girl from there as well, and Michelle's become a bit of a leading light of the uh, Gippsland Harness Racing Training Centre, and and there's so many people trying to follow in her footsteps and, and in other people that have come through the Bendigo School's footsteps. 
Excellent. So, look, plenty more to look forward to, of course. We're, we're still talking um, Vic Bread Super Series, of course. Uh, tonight we head off to Kilmore. Tomorrow night we head on to Ballarat. And then the season just sort of carries on, doesn't it, from there. Some of the big things around the corner we might be able to touch on, like the Redwood Rattler, of course. Tickets are on sale now, and I think they're going quite well. That's one of the great days uh, out at Maryborough. We certainly urge you. If you want to jump onto the trots.com.au, you'll see the links across the top for the Redwood Rattler and you'll be able to snap up an early bird ticket. You save a little bit of coin if you get in nice and early, and you'll have a great day for one of the really good trotting days of the season. It's an all-trotting card out at Meribeka, uh, Tobes, and it's, um, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, the Redwood is on that day, and the Trotters uh, Derby, um, three-year-old Trotters Derby. There was a winner on Tuesday night, a horse called I'm Daddy Warbucks for Gavin Lang, and Gavin, in his laconic style, said, oh, yeah, I'll have to call a fight from the stand, but it may be a chance to go into the Redwood. And it, it's quite an impressive little trotter. So horses and participants and um, punters should be all uh, penciling in uh, the Redwood Carnival. And they should, of course, also be watching the Vic Bread Super Series next week as well. We've got the Pacers tonight and tomorrow night uh, wrapping up their heats. Next week, it's all about the trotters, of course, and... There'll be some uh, some really good ones to see. And, of course, there'll be some really good coverage on Trots Vision at thetrots.com.au because we're going to have Paul Campbell on course, as he was at Bendigo, to um, just guide us through but also to, to share those winning words soon after the results have come through. Yes, and uh, Melt, that coverage happens at Melton every night. So uh, we haven't really touched on Melton yet on Saturday night too much. So uh, I'll, I'll go with my best bet nice and early, and I've had a lot of success with this, Michael. Um, so Saturday night, Melton, best bet, race one, number one, Micro Meteor. This horse hasn't drawn barrier one or two since 2017. Wow. For two years, it draws barrier one, perennially number one in those MOs, gets a good gun run. It's either going to lead or sit behind the lead. I'm very confident on Micro Meteor. The other one on the card, race eight, number three, Brelos Pass. I'm a real Mark Watson fan. He's a lovely gentleman of the sport, Mark Watson. And I think this horse... A race has got its name on it. I don't know if it is going to be this week, but it is going to win one of these races at good odds, so just keep following Brawl's Pass. She's only a six-horse field that joined the VHRSC pace, but, geez, I'm looking forward to it. They all seem to be a bit of a chance, really. So Anna Malak, of course, is another impressive one, and Van Danta have won two on the trot. Bernie Winkle, as well, is flying at the moment, so Brawl's Pass can get over the top of all that. It will certainly earn it. I could just see it, 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 it being restrained at the start, finding a good spot, getting a nice quiet run, and it and it will run on at the finish. It is it'll be one at a bit of value. Fantastic. Well, look, great show, Tobe. Great to talk to so many good guests, and of course to celebrate the Alabar Farms Vic Bread Super Series after such a terrific night one with nights two, three, what four, five, six, seven, eight still to come. So so much to look forward to. Yeah, so much to talk about, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, Toby. Thank you, Michael. More information on harness racing via the HRV website and RSN. And for now, this has been One Out, One Back. Thank you for listening. Want to hear One Out, One Back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au.